Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, recording. Clapping. Three, two, one. Okay, you start. Okay. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today, we are talking about Bridgerton Season 2. Yep. Oh my goodness. 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 <laughs> Major, major intense feelings for this right now. Oh my gosh. So, so you watched this twice. Yep. Alessandra, yep. yes. Yes. Um, I just finished it again today. My, me and my roommates started this. Um, we watched like the first two, two or three episodes or something. Um, uh, my roommate reluctantly me not re- I, like i was ready i was like i was like oh i'm hearing good shit i want i'm i'm ready my body is ready um and they were not ready but then as, as we got in we were getting we we're getting more and more obsessed um and then i think it was what was it there was one night it was friday night we we binged like the rest of the season like we only had we were only like three or four episodes in and then in one night we just we finished the rest and we ended up finishing at like 1 30 in the morning and like you know they had stuff to do the next day but we just we just we powered through um and it was glorious it's a glorious binge <laughs> it's it's a really you know it's just so good to have a really really good binge watch sometimes i watched the the like initially uh danny was out for the weekend so i was by myself and i watched the entire thing from uh 3 p.m on a friday to about noon on uh saturday so i i watched it like and i slept in between there but you know as soon as i woke up i (laughs) finished watching it Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and it, it was so juicy and so wonderful that i decided to just watch it again um in over the past three days and it was it was really great the second time, of course, because I knew what was happening. I think the like intensity was a little bit less, but then I could kind of enjoy a little bit more about it, like the costumes and the hair and just all the little touches that really make it special. Yes, there are um, a lot of a lot of changes that people have been discussing on online and on tiktok and stuff um one that it doesn't really follow the second book apparently i have not read Mm -hmm. the books and nor do i plan to but um if for some reason i ended up reading them maybe for a possible all by the popcorn book club i don't know i don't know i don't know (laughs) We're we're still hashing out the details but um 
maybe maybe we could read this for for a for a hypothetical <laughs> book club um but I heard that the second the second book was very similar to the first where it's like a marriage of convenience type of thing. Like uh, apparently Kate's character and Antony are caught in a situation. Um, I, I think they're With caught the when, when she first gets stung. Yes. yes. And she, they that apparently is very similar to the first season where people Daphne. find them and then they have to they have to get married because of that situation. Yes, because they were found alone somewhere, unchaperoned, whatever. Um, but instead, they went a different route, which I very much appreciate. Because even though I did enjoy season one, um, I enjoyed season two a hell of a lot more. Um, oh, it same. Just, oh, it was much, so good. It was much better. I think. I think the first season was really trying to hold on to the period piece aesthetic that you know it was kind of trying to be early um 19th century and everything um or late 18th century and so we're looking at it a little bit like under that lens whereas this season is definitely embracing more of the fantasy um kind of mixed environments and mixed like everything about it so just pulling from all different kinds of dress and um, social norms and just things that are just completely fantasy, basically, but just like pulling from just like different parts of history, um, present day and past, to kind of make this like really wonderful and fun fantasy show. Yeah, and and I can't quite remember what we talked about uh, when, when we discussed the first season on the podcast, whether we you know, really compared and contrasted it to being historically accurate. We probably did, but, um, um, I was perfectly fine with that, with not, with it not being historically accurate. I was fine with it being, you know, whatever, whatever aesthetic it wanted to be. I mean, it yeah. doesn't have to be accurate. It can just kind of be said in this, in this, whatever this is. <laughs> and, exactly. Yeah. And it can, and it can be fine. Um, and it can be fun, which it sure is that. Um, but Another thing that I that I was hearing a lot about was that the the hair and makeup looked a lot better, which I think you, mm-hmm. uh, um, like like Daphne's hair <laughs> looked better. Apparently, like yeah. everyone hated hated her bangs in season one, and her hair was a lot. Her hair was so like she had a lot of hair in season two. I don't know. She she always had a lot of hair, but I don't know the way they were styling it. She had like so much volume. Um, it yeah, was, the hairstyles were. Cr- crazy looking yeah the hair yeah great i think really what i enjoyed was that each individual character had so um such a beautiful look for everything they were going for so we even had more color schemes per family as well as like hairstyles and uh styles of dress per each individual character and so you could just really tell that the makeup artist the costume designers uh the hair people really had a really great time just kind of deciding what theme and kind of what like people dressed like in relation to what kind of character they were so it was definitely really awkward like obvious in this one and wonderful yeah i noticed that a lot as well like i noticed with um the featheringtons and the 
uh oh what's what's the what's the what's the girl's name that the sh- cousin cousin jack was going to marry before he had to marry oh uh, the the cowpers the cowpers yes yeah, and her hilarious hair, hair. very yeah like yeah very weird shapes and mm-hmm. and yeah and and high and and, and pointy like yes where the bridgertons and even uh the sharmas like their hair was very dainty and very like just just looser nicely like a lot yeah less less crazy i guess um and then yeah a lot of people discuss the color palette of the bridgertons there are a lot of blues Mm -hmm. um and i noticed that the color palette um and patterns in general of like the featheringtons and the and the i'm sorry what was the name of the other one (laughs) The Cowpers. <laughs> the Cowpers. I yes. Um, I'm just going to think caper. 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 <laughs> um, we're just very vibrant and crazy patterns. Like and just, lots of jewels and yes. embroidery. Yeah. Like, really, a lot of jewels on them. And, you know, yeah, we, yeah. like, saw that a lot. And they're, like, yeah, the Featheringtons have, like, a very yellow and pink palette. Um, well, what I really, really loved was seeing the Sharma family palette. Because they were in a lot of, um, like, sari-esque colors, like, in terms of, like, Mm. Indian, because they're from Bombay. So, like, they, like, especially um, the mother and uh, Kate wore a lot of purples and a lot more, like, oranges and yellows and then... We, I mean, pretty much every time we saw her, um, Edwina was wearing like some kind of pink Regency era dress um, to like kind of symbolize her like girlishness. But most yeah, of the time we saw maybe her, yeah, her, her willingness to, I don't know, find a find a British husband <laughs> <laughs> to be yeah. to be in the to be in the style in the in the fashion where Kate's probably, you know, Kate was very homesick all the time. She wanted to go back to India. Yeah. Um, and so maybe her her style kind of, like, represented that, you know, her homesickness and, you know, her dedication to her culture and her home. Yeah, she wore a lot of, like, purple dresses, a lot of greens, um, even orange at the end. Um, you know, definitely noticing them a little bit more. Um, this weekend, I watched a YouTube video kind of just loosely um, describing some of the thoughts from a period drama, like a historical costumer on YouTube called Carolina Zabrowska. And she was talking mm-hmm. about how she really enjoyed that they really went above and beyond to like make it more interesting and fantasy like and, um, in a little bit less Regency era, but a little bit more yeah. like having a little bit more fun with it. So definitely that was like a major um, great thing about this season too. But to be honest, uh, especially watching it again um, and kind of like sitting with the conversations that the characters were having, of course, the first time you watch it, you're like, okay, where's this conversation leading? Am I really listening to what they're saying? Um, but the second time I really was like getting into the connection between the sisters and kind of like fully understanding the way that they were tackling the predicament that they were in, um, especially yeah. with the whole flow of it and the way that they conversed and how Kate was acting like a protective older sister while also struggling with 
her desire for Anthony Anthony Bridgerton. So it was like a really, really well done and well written like kind of overlay. I don't think it really went too fast. I mean, definitely there's so many things in this show that are so dramatic, like like putting the characters in very, very dramatic and very cliche situations um, where two people like completely just see each other in very cliche ways, but it's still yeah. done so well and like so fun that you can't really be angry at it, you know? Yeah. One thing I will say is that compared to season one, um, I was, I was a lot more interested in, and maybe just because I wasn't that invested in Daphne and Simon's story, possibly. Yeah, that, me that too. I was kind of turning to like Eloise's story and to Penelope's story, and I, I never really cared for the Featherington Featherington storyline, and I didn't really care for it still in the second season. Um, but you know, it was it it had to break it up. Um, but. I felt myself like just really, really interested in Kate and Antony's story and Edwina and in, in Edwina's story as well, and not really that interested in what Eloise or even Penelope was doing. Like it was, yeah, just, or the other brothers, it, right? <laughs> it, honest, yeah, honestly, no. Like Colin, he annoyed the shit out of me this season. He just was, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Get out of here!" And 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 I and I was interested in in um benedict's story too about him wanting to be an artist and and you know go to and he does he goes to art school and he he you know starts that up and sees that he has talent um so that was nice for him um it kind of just fell short a little bit i don't really know did he end up after he found out that antony had um had paid pretty much paid for his way in he he's gonna go back right he didn't he didn't drop out well he packed up his like art package at the very end like it was one of the very last shots of the show um but we're not really sure if that means he's leaving or not i have a feeling he's going to be in the he's going to be the center of the next season because they say that it's like every season they find love uh for the next bridgerton child basically i thought next season was going to be was going to be colin and penelope's story I don't even know. I maybe okay. they'll do them at the same time. I honestly have no idea. Um, so, like, because the show is about this family, that's kind of the idea is that like each of the kids has their own love story, and like there's still yeah. other stories to go on because we do have to like, you know, have the whole intrigue with the Featheringtons. We have to have Penelope and um, what's her name, Eloise. Like, I like the Eloise kind of story. I feel like hopefully she'll get back together with the um, the printing press name? dude. Yeah, what was his name? Uh, Tom? Thomas? Uh, uh, no, it's Theo no. Sharp. Theo Sharp. Theo. The, I don't, yeah. I, the only reason I can recall all these things is because I literally just watched it, so. <laughs> yeah, it's um, been like a week or so, maybe a, maybe a week, two weeks for me. Um, yeah, it, yeah. You know, things leave my brain very quickly. I'm also taking in um, a lot, a of, lot of stories. Yes, I'm taking in a lot of stories right now. <laughs> His brain has been has been getting a lot of a lot of info. It's hard to keep track of it all. Um, so, but yeah, that you bring up a really good point because you're reading all of these romance novels um, amongst other fantasy novels, yeah. and when I watched this, like it was, I mean, it was overwhelming for me. I I think. 
honestly, this really much felt like I was reading a romance novel. Um, I'm sure you had the same feelings as you were going through the late night where your heart beats and you kind of just like are kind of like in a in a state um mm-hmm. and that's what you that's mm-hmm. what you chase and you're you've been chasing it for weeks so i just want to i just want to hear if that's like if you felt the same way i did about this <laughs> oh okay 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 <laughs> okay so from my reading escapades i have found that slow burns are my favorite so slow burn to the non-reading person means that it takes it takes a bit for the couple to get together. You know, there's there's some tension, there's some teasing, there's some flirting, there's you know, there's all that stuff. Um, but they don't confess their feelings or they don't kiss or whatever or you know get together until some time. So this 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 was perfect. <laughs> this was yeah. absolutely perfect. <laughs> it <laughs> it does that. It really it really be that way. I okay okay I have to okay so so much emotion was built up that that literally the scene where he walks past where Antony walks past Kate and yeah and sniffs her and no (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) no no. before that it was like it was like they had kind of they had kind of like started developing like attraction to each other but yeah it was it was like I, I can't remember when it happened. But it was very early on, but he was he was walking past her. Like Kate was waiting somewhere, and he had to walk into an office, and he like walked past her. And oh, and it, the hand, it it, it, <laughs> it cut to his hand, and his yes. pinky like reached. <laughs> yes, I, I hate that I know exactly what you're talking about right I'm, now. I literally went. (laughs) Every moment that they even had on in the same room together was electric, and and it was electric too. It was electric. It was too much. God, it hurt. I wanted to cry. (laughs) I I know. I know. And then basically they get they get to a very like emotional state where he cannot like stay away from her face, so he like sticks his face in her face like four times before they actually kiss so yeah, it is yeah. it is really yeah. intense and then when they do kiss then they have kind of like a tense situation where they're like well we can't we have to acknowledge this and then everybody else has to acknowledge it and it's just so juicy and wonderful like especially that scene when after the wedding which is such a fun time the wedding is so great after the wedding they like are talking with the Sharmas and Lady Danbury and like um, the Bridgerton mom and Anthony and they're all in the same room and they're like trying to sort out what they should do and how they should proceed and like the dog like falls off the chair or something and and the two of them like stand next to each other and like their attraction is like so intense that Edwina's like are you fucking serious right now She's like you literally just ruined my wedding and you two are going to be like this they like literally can't even like handle it like they they <laughs> their their energy is so intense that everybody around them is just like holy shit like we all feel this you know so, so good. Like their chemistry was so great. Anthony was such an <sighs> asshole first season that 
Like, yeah. Like, you don't I even want to like him. him. I <laughs> yeah. absolutely hated him first season. But, like, this this season, like, really showed, like, a vulnerable side to him. Like, the fact that his father died because of a bee sting is just That was traumatic. such a good episode, too. Like, oh, he, my gosh. It was really well done. And just the trauma that he experienced was a lot better written than the first season with um, the duke and his father and that whole situation like and the you know because like obviously we talked about this like you know daphne kind of like rapes her husband into having a baby with her and it's just so wrong and it's just like that whole situation is so icky that you're like how can we even come out of this and then this one is just a lot more pure you know it just feels a lot more like it, it's just a lot less problematic than, than the first season, you know? Yeah, and honestly, the only frustration that was coming out of this was that, you know, once the wedding was canceled and and there was literally nothing in Antony and Kate's way of being together, they still yeah. wouldn't get together. And we're right. Just like, You're both stupid, just get together. Yeah. Um, and he just, yeah. he told her, like, several times, too. Like, there were so many times where he was like, you are the object of my desires, you make you drive me insane like he he's literally saying this to her face like it's so clear that he is well at least like i think what it is is that they're not really sure if it's more just like a sexual love or like a you know yeah if it's intense lust yeah yeah or if it's truly something that could last like it's because i mean it all comes like all happens very quickly yeah Um, i do have a problem with the way that they define love in this series, um, I think it was just a little bit off. Even watching it the second time. So Daphne says to Anthony, she's like, love is somebody that you're in the same room with and you cannot breathe without them. You feel like the world is going to come crashing in around you or whatever she fucking says. It's just, it's so incredibly like, that's like a lustful version of love and like obviously that is part of love but it's not like everything you know it, it's it's a little bit like juvenile it, it's a little bit like surface level that love is just lust and, and that's kind of the way that yeah. she describes it you know and and it almost seems like that 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 shouldn't have even come from I mean, maybe it needed to come from Daphne and not from and not from their mother, just because you know Antony always feels like his mother's nagging him whenever she's trying to talk to him. Oh, um, so don't even get me started. Come. Yes, but like, so maybe it just it just couldn't come from his mother. But I don't think Daphne is even <laughs> is even you know like I'm sure her 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 relationship with her husband is better now now that they've communicated and and they're and they've gotten past their traumas. But like. Daphne still, like, she'd never been with anyone else but Simon, and and hers was very lustful at the beginning. Like, she didn't know if she was going to love him forever. She just knew that this is what she had to do uh, to, to not cause a scandal, and she knew that she was sexually attracted to him, like, physically attracted to him. So, it's just, it was a very similar situation for them. Yeah, I think, though, that the kind of like intensity that they have is the lovers to enemies thing, like enemies to lovers thing with Kate and Antony. 
Um, and he Which does is like trope. I also love as well. <laughs> exactly. And so like he does see her for who she really is. And it takes them a little bit to kind of get to that point where he's like, oh, we really have a lot in common. Um, and she's very stubborn and he is very stubborn. Yeah. Like they're very similar characters. So that's why they get along. Because um, yeah. this this season had that, t- even even though they were brief, like this season did have some time to to have them get to know each other. Like uh, obviously yeah. Anthony and, Ed, and Edwina were, were getting to know each other. Um, but, you know, in those little snarky conversations they they learned about each other and that's and they learned how much they really had in common so it's just it it all it all worked out yeah i mean it's obviously still very surface level this is only eight episodes this is the tv show their their regency era of like love is a little bit like like it's really difficult to that's not really like the purpose of the show like to to like really show you all the types of love and like it's supposed to be kind of more surface level anyway cuz it's just like a, you eat it up and you're just like this is great but we really do believe that the two characters really get along and it's because of their acting and the way that they have chemistry together and the guy who plays Anthony, oh, what's his name? Um, there was a there was a really really brilliant scene that he did. Jonathan Bailey, I'm sure you remember this when he found out that she had woken up from her week long nap after she knocked her head on the ground after she fell off a horse, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> which mm-hmm. we talked about in the most recent Downton. Everybody, so go check out Emily's <laughs> when her mom fell off a horse. Um, oh, she thankfully oh, yes. didn't fall on a rock and like, you know, get herself into a coma. Um, yeah. but you know, that whole drama of her almost dying and like his reaction when his mom came in to tell her that she was awake and just his like, I mean, Jonathan Bailey's acting in that scene, like he started like kind of hyperventilating and crying of relief and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. it was honestly remarkable. Like I had to watch it like a couple times because the actor does such a good job of ex- like displaying the relief and like the kind of let let go that he could have in that situation for loving somebody yeah. so much. It it really is. It's it's honestly so good. It's so like we just don't see emotion, something like that specific on screen, you know, the relief and the the pain and like the crying. Like I just loved it. I loved it so much. <laughs> yeah, he was he was so good. I mean, the acting in this in this show is is spectacular. Um, but yeah, I I definitely like. Oh my god, Jonathan Bailey. Um so good his eyes like i can't like i just he's so uh, cute (laughs) i mean he's so perfect the the like the the pure the pure fuck me eyes that this guy has are just so intense (laughs) they're so good they're so good they're so much i also really love the oh i don't know if i don't know if you heard this but uh, my roommate Casey told me that in the book, when Kate when Kate gets stung by a bee, <laughs> um, Anthony you know doesn't really know how bees work, <laughs> so so he he thinks that uh, she was 
poisoned by like by like a snake bite. Uh-huh. So he tries to suck the venom out of her. My friend did tell me that, and I'm glad that yeah. that did not happen um, in the show because that's absolutely no. ridiculous. I very much enjoyed their their little exchange where you know she took she took his hand and she was like I'm okay I'm not harmed and he was like he was like choking like I was like oh my god like he was, uh, he was having he was a so panic good. attack he was so scary he was having a panic attack he was so good, <laughs> he was I, so I, good. I can't oh my god I want to cry he's he's such he's so cute and it's just oh god it's 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 a great season I, it, was, it really is. It was insufferable being on TikTok while this was out and I hadn't finished the series yet because everyone was using that damn sound, the the you're the bane of my existence. And every time I heard it, I would quickly I would quickly skip it because I didn't want to know what he said. I, I haven't had important. that as a sound. I I have truly not been on Bridgerton Talk, so my god it just it immediately just like flung to my to my for you page every time i would go on tiktok and i was like can you back off i'm trying to do this so when it happened when when i heard him say it i was like this is the this is the time and then and it was (sighs) and it was the perfect it was it was perfect it was absolutely perfect yeah (sighs) their like sex scene that they had where he went down on her was it it was pretty magical, honestly. It was, um, it was pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it just was so well earned, and um, actors are great, and I, yeah. I love. You know, it. some people were sad that there was less sex in the second season, but you know, you have to, th- and and I love it because <laughs> I saw a TikTok today. I think. Where it was like people are complaining that there was not enough sex in in the second season. It's like where where were we when we had this? And then of course they show the Darcy hand flex, and it's like it's like this is basically sex. <laughs> like yeah, it was a lot more of that, which I thought was a lot better because it was just a lot more tension. Um, yes. Of course, it's so it's still shocking. Like it's still absolutely shocking that these characters had sex. Like it's just it's. Every moment of the show when there was any kind of, like, tension and they did something crazy, like the sex scene or the bee scene or, like, when he would get really close to her or they'd be locked in a closet fighting or something, I'd be like, oh, my God. Like, my, it's just, it was so, (laughs) they really were so dramatic about it. Um, Yeah. And it was just kind of stressful. Yeah. even with Eloise yeah. and, and Theo, like, they kind of, like, had that moment where they were, like, trying to pick up all of the papers and then they kind of almost kiss, you know, and... Yeah, almost. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's, it's fun. And, all the extra oh my stuff is and, good, but... And the, and the scenes with, with uh, Lady Featherington and, and Cousin Jack. Oh, it, you... Just, I just, I did not want that... <laughs> Every time That's, they'd come on, I'd be like, "Yeah, can you, can you just?" It was it was really badass what she did though. By the end, like the fact that she, totally, oh yeah, uh, she totally double crossed him, and she was like, "I have girls to think about, and you don't even care about them." Um, so like she's she's a badass mom. Like I totally re- respect her for that. But like, gosh, I just, ugh. it's not <laughs> you know, it's definitely not as fun of a plot line. But I definitely liked 
that they had like a very you know they had to fill stuff up like it can't just be all the romance it's got to be the drama with lady featherington and also lady whistledown and you know let's just talk about nicola um cufflin for a little bit like she is so great in this second season super fun but also just like not as um sympathetic of a character either because she's kind of going through her you know lady that like whistled down she's like making some really hard choices and stuff in this season yeah, so i, I like to keep up the act and to and to be able to send in her stories like yeah it's, it's getting more risky for her especially because the queen is is after lady whistledown yeah um so like i just really enjoyed that she you know but you know she had a little bit too much of pining over colin you know they could really tell in every season area every scene that she had with him she was just like staring at him like he was a god like in every bit of it you know um yeah yeah so i hope that they kind of resolve that soon because it's just it's it's getting a little tired like it's been two seasons of that so yeah i'm tired of i'm tired of colin being stupid he either needs to get his shit together or penelope needs to move on because yeah i'm getting tired of it well it was Um, you know bound to happen that somebody was gonna find out her her squabbles but you know it's not even like that Eloise was even a very good friend. Like she literally would not listen to Penelope ever. Like she would just take up all of the air in every conversation that she had with Penelope. She would only think of herself. She's, you know, every, they're just a little bit stressful and a little bit, um, I don't know, like selfish all the time yeah i know? Re- I really liked that that we kind of got a different look at their friendship because yeah in the first season there's like oh they're you know they're perfect little friends and then in the second season it's like eloise is you know really kind of full of herself sometimes and penelope really doesn't have anyone like she doesn't get along with her sisters eloise was her only person she's pining for colin who doesn't care for her she really is like a wallflower and getting to see her like work and be lady whistledown now that we figure out who she is by the end of season one like was really cool to see like her listening in on the on the uh, butlers and people um just talking like about all the rumors going around um it was really cool to see like just to see her work and her like Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com since 2013 Bombas has donated over 100 million socks underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness if we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Right, and how she got um, the modiste uh, dressmaker in mm-hmm. on it too um it was really cool yeah i enjoyed 
that whole background and her going to like the printing shop and kind of like doing it all in the on the sly and everything. So I can't wait to see what happens in season three. I'm just I'm just so now I'm so invested. Like I don't like I said I didn't really enjoy season one as much. So I'm really excited for season three. Um. I also wanted to bring up that we saw Lady Danbury a lot more and also the mother, um, Lady Bridgerton as well, a lot more this season. And they were just so wonderful together. And I love their friendship and their kind of scheming together. Lady Danbury is one of my favorite characters now for sure. Yeah, she was really, yeah, she was really awesome. Um, I also really liked the Queen's character. I I thought she was kind of annoying in the first season, like kind of Mm -hmm. understanding what her role was in this world. Um, But now that I have a better understanding of what, you know, she does, like, you know, she's just, she's the Queen. She can do what she wants. She can kind of play with the people as her little, little toys and play things as she wants. Um, Because, because she can. Um, And I just, and I kind I kind of, took her with with a better frame of mind this season and just and just enjoyed it um so it was it was a lot better but yeah lady danbury was she's just i'm trying to remember kind of how she was portrayed she seemed kind of she was more sneaky in season one because we thought that she she was one of the suspects for lady for uh, lady whistledown Mm -hmm. um and and in this one, it was really nice seeing her just be a sponsor for Edwina and kind of seeing her mix mix everything up with with uh, Edwina and you know being the di- being the season's diamond and everything. Um, yeah. Also, her her clothes were her costumes were amazing. Like she just yes. wore these just badass outfits with these little top hats and these striking like <laughs> just out to kill yes. out to kill colors. Were just oh, so that's good. so true. So um, good. Of course, Again, even going this, back to costumes, really making yeah. a statement of the characters. Oh, we know. And just having their own identity and just being so well fleshed out and interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, it even like brings up a lot of people have been saying, even more so in this season, there's even more um, diversity in this season. We have two dark-skinned South Asian leads um with Edwina and Kate in this season and it's I mean it's it's a major win for many people who are Indian or Pakistani or South Asian descent and it's just like amazing but we also have like other black characters and other people who are like of different ethnicities in this and they get like speaking roles and everything you know it's not even like they're just side not characters just like background sometimes. characters yes yeah. so definitely I, I like, like that we got more. to see the the boxer again this season. yeah i kind of wish he had, i wish he had a bit more to do he kind of just came in to save the day at the very end um yeah kind of figuring out that cousin jack was scamming people um with his with uh but he got to set up his his gentleman's club which was really cute yes and, you know he was kind of struggling with getting business and getting the word out um but it it was really nice. He just wants it to be a place where anyone, anyone and everyone can come and hang out and have a drink and you know network. Like he wants it to just be a place where everyone can converse and have fun. And um, so I, I hope that there's a bit more of that in the next seasons. 
I think that we're going to see more development from a lot of these kind of more background situations, including him. Um, yeah. Following throughout the whole series. So that's what's fun. It's kind of an ensemble cast series. So, yeah. Those are always sad. We didn't great. get to see Simon, but we did get to see their I babies. I know. Yes, they're little sweet little babies. <laughs> yes, so so cute. cute. Oh, I know. So cute. Um, oh, my goodness. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was really strange because reggae John Page didn't come back. And, like, at all. I mean, it makes sense that he wouldn't, but, like... <laughs> Like, he could have made an appearance. Like, <laughs> it's just... showed up. Well, that's the thing. Like, she is less of the star. Like, you know, he was such the sex symbol of last season, and he mm. knew that. So, like, I think his... Because he only signed up for one season, and then he pro Like, his, you know, price went up quite a bit, because this guy was on SNL. He's maybe going to be the next James Bond. Like, he his price mm. is up like he's so hot like it's too much you know <laughs> so <laughs> you can't just throw him in this and be like okay well yeah. you know compared to even all, most of the bridgerton men he he's like a 20 out of 10 you know <laughs> so yeah it's a, it's a little bit like i think he just was like i'm not gonna come back because then they'll have to pay me even for like a cameo <laughs> yeah that's true and they shot so this sad. during COVID, I think. It was like... Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was trying to like... I just... I've been, I've been following some of the actors now and they just show a lot of behind the scenes photos of everybody. And it's it's pretty sweet. Like, they're so cute. They're like one big family. And they all just have a great time. Um... And I'm just like so. I I just wish I just wish I could visit the set or something. Like it's so cool. Yeah, it's a really great, really great production design. Um, I'm seeing in the photos here the very first one is like that, that first dance that oh that Kate and Anthony have to do when Edwina's like, yeah. we, when Edwina was basically pushing them together. Like it was it was her fault they got so close. Yeah, she's like go go like, dance with my brother go. and be friends. And yes. he wants to propose, but he has to ask you for he has to ask you for your blessings. So you have to dance with him, and then oh my gosh, that dance was perfection. They just so have good. so much chemistry, the actors. Like, and also, oh you know, we God, didn't mention it hurt. That... it hurt. They had so much chemistry. It, it did. The actress who plays Kate uh, is uh, what's her name? Um, sorry, I gotta find her. She was in Sex Education, which yes. I think I mentioned to you when we watched Sex Education season four and we talked to season three. No. Anyway, we talked about it and I was like, I think she's going to be in the next Bridgerton. <laughs> Simone Ashley. Mm, mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You. You might have mentioned it. I I, th I think I knew she was. Yeah. So you probably told me. I I, I told you. you. It was me. <laughs> I, I get all I my info her. from you. <laughs> I saw her in like a still photo of the season. I think, and I, or like a um, a little short clip of it, 
to be honest, I saw that short clip a while back, you know, it came out and I was like, all right, I want to watch this, but I have, I have my doubts about this because I didn't really love season one. It was very bingeable and there was, you know, some fun sex stuff, but, uh, other than that, it wasn't like the best thing I've ever seen, but I have, it has changed. Like the fact that I watched this twice in two, in two weeks, less than a, a week and a half, like it should tell you that's, something that's saying something that is saying something and we and we put our and we put our 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 period shows on on pretty high pedestals i will say um that's that's yes i mean we've watched some pretty bad periods too. we've watched some pretty good ones too and i honestly oh, for sure for sure i'm always sad when they're hard to find because i'm like why can't i enjoy this yeah, why can't these just be available somewhere easy? Like, I mean, also Netflix just needs to make needs to make more stuff like this. I just we need because the only yeah. other place that does this a lot is BBC, and you have to subscribe to that now. I think like it's not as yeah. easily available now. No, um, it's definitely it's not. Like, like Masterpiece. That's where all the period yeah. shows are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Masterpiece Classic, PBS, uh, BBC. But they have, like, other ways of watching it. But, you know, Bridgerton definitely is is a phenomenon. Like, so many people have watched this show. It has, like, it is, like, the number one show on Netflix right now. Like, it is one For of sure. those shows that people, like, a lot of people talk about. It is, like, a, fun, you know, a phenomenon amongst a lot of people. And that's just, that's just great because that just means we're going to get even more period dramas. Now... Are they going to be extremely dramatic? <laughs> Not as like Regency accurate or period accurate? Maybe. But, you Maybe. know, that's okay. Um, that's what happened with Outlander. You know, that was a really big popular period drama as well. Still very popular. Not as popular as Bridgerton, but still yeah. very, very popular um, amongst a lot of people. So, you know, things there's always a market out there for period dramas, and that's just what I love about Bridgerton because it just allows us to it keep enjoying these. And of course, I mean, the British are not going to stop making these. They fucking love them. So it's, yeah. What was your, <laughs> what was your favorite, um, uh, pop, uh, you know, pop culture, not pop culture. Uh, what was your favorite the song? Modern song, modern song <gasps> that was, that was remade. Um, I, I mean, of course, I liked the sign of the times at the wedding. I thought that was really mm-hmm. good. Also really enjoyed Wrecking Ball when they were dancing. Um, yeah. Oh, that was really good. I, I, I liked really the liked Wrecking a, Ball I really liked one. dancing on my own. Yes. Oh, yes. That, was that one was one. so was good. good. They really upped it. They, like, had so many this season. Um, yeah. Oh, I loved it. I I am looking through this bustle article by um, Shanaz Khan, and it's entitled "The Joy of Watching Bridgerton Season Two as a British Indian Pakistani Woman," and it's just talking about how she just loved that there was like Hindi in here, um, and then just like referring Kate and like Edwina referring to each other as Didi and Bon, and how mm-hmm. sweet that was, um, and that. Um, one of the songs that they had when they were preparing for the wedding and applying that turmeric paste um, yeah. to Edwina, it says one of them is a 
track from a famous Bollywood movie. Um, oh. Kabi Kushi Kabi Gam. That's what it's what it was called. Um, okay. And it, it was like a famous, I guess it's a famous Bollywood movie. And they had one of like the covers for that specific movie, the song. So that's, that's pretty cool. awesome too. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, we also we cannot close out this episode until we've discussed um, the wet shirt scene. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, I love that scene in general because because it's it was oh it was the perfect it was the perfect time. So Anthony had just kind of figured out like his attraction for Kate, and and they're just like and they're just trying to get at each other, and I. Just, I love that. She part. goes in the boat with that other guy. She goes in the boat with that guy. And for one, there's a there's a part where you're you're the the camera's like focused on the both of them talking like out over the water, but you can see Anthony like blurred and staring out at them. <laughs> yeah. Like in the background. And I just started laughing so hard. I was like, he's staring at them. Because um, he had just then, decided oh to marry Edwina at that point. And yeah. just seeing that Kate is happy, like laughing in a boat with somebody else. And then he goes over yeah. there and kind of like he doesn't fight with him, but he like wants to get Kate's hand or something, and then he ends up yeah. falling into the water. Yeah, he like offers yeah, he offers her his hand uh to get out of the boat, and then yeah, they both fall in the water and it's just and he does the same thing to that guy. Um well, first when Edwina was was going to the horse races with that other guy who just <laughs> who just let Anthony walk all over him, basically. Oh, yeah. Because um, he's a Viscount. So, like, all the guys yeah. respect him, too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, oh, my gosh. And they fall in the water. And then <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. Just <clears throat> wet wet shirt. I love it. It's, it's all these tropes that just work so well together. And it's just proof that you can you can have a really diverse cast and it's really fun. It doesn't need to be period yeah. accurate, you know. Yeah, and all those amazing TikTok trends of of this bitch walked so Peppa could run. Yeah, it's, it's just showing like you know the the hand flex in Pride and Prejudice, and then to their hands touching in this, and then you know whatever the Pride wet and, uh, shirt, Darcy, Darcy's wet t shirt, yeah, to, to Anthony's wet t shirt. It's just. It's, it's so, it's, oh my God. I love, I love social media nowadays. Like just <laughs> the, the, the funny trends and memes that we get from every, it's, it's amazing. It, it, it makes the shows a lot more enjoyable. Like it, it was, it was really hyping me up. Like just everyone talking about it, um, to, to make me excited to watch it. And then just to have it be as amazing as it was, was perfect. <laughs> 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 you you can email Shonda Rhimes yourself. Oh, I will. Oh, I will. <laughs> keep 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 it coming. I I am here now. I am here. Take my money. <laughs> Take my really expensive Netflix money. Yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> okay, let's oh, see if this has a name. Does this have any plot keywords? It should. Yeah, it should. It just might not have like a meta score. Um, no. All right. <laughs> wow. The first plot keyword is historically inaccurate. Wow. Alternate yeah. History. 
alternative history, England, romantic drama. Okay, well, you know what needs to be added to these plot keywords? We need to add these tropes. We need enemies to lovers. We need slow burn. We need... <laughs> We need wet t-shirt. We need wet t-shirt. We need wet t-shirt in here. We need wet t-shirt. Oh my gosh, can That's I add true. those? I will I will I... create the plot keyword of wet t-shirt and I will add it to <laughs> to all of yes. all the Pride and Prejudice stuff. Yeah, I will stuff. be Austin Land <laughs> and Pride and Prejudice 1995 Lost in BBC. Austin. Lost in Austin, yeah. Yeah, Bridgerton. Oh, oh my god. I yeah. Mean, okay, I'm gonna figure this out. I'm gonna. We honestly out. got so much like male, um, male gaze in this. Oh, um, so good. A lot of like abs, especially of Anthony and his like butt, and just like <laughs> oh, always good, always good to get. It, yeah, like I think less less female gaze, definitely in general. Like a lot more male gaze, a lot more like comfortable. Um, if if anything, the, the really we didn't we didn't really see a lot. Not as honestly, we didn't even really see much in the first season, which really tells you who this show was for. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 So this doesn't have any reviews, but it does have like users reviews and, and there like are just generally critic reviews, but they just don't they just don't put it in that nice average number like we like to see. Yeah, um, not not on the Metascore. Um I wonder if I can find it on Metascore. Season two. Would like Rotten Tomatoes kinda have? I mean, if there's not a Metascore, then I don't see how there'd be a there's a there is a meta score. Okay, it's it's got a seventy meta score. Okay, um, I'm gonna read some of these. Okay, here we go. The there's twenty positive reviews, twelve mixed, and zero negatives. The lowest is a fifty. Uh, from Roger Ebert. I'll do your job and read it for you, Emily. Unfortunately for Bridgerton Season 2, much of the novelty has worn off the Chris Van Dusen run Shondaland series, which struggles to replicate the recipe while missing a few key ingredients. Well, fuck you, Clint Worthington. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Jesus! Whoa! IndieWire says it's watered down. Excuse what? me? Um, How dare the, the variety says that the luxurious carriage is stuck in the mud. Ah, <gasps> uh, excuse me. Okay, I'm gonna read this. Radio Times eighty. Ultimately, if you love the first season, you're going to savor every single episode of this Regency romp. It's intriguing new characters and impressive performances. It's excellent cast with Jonathan Bailey shining in his well-deserved spotlight. Heck yes, Radio Times. Oh, wait, I think I'm looking at season one. How did you find season two? I searched Bridgerton season two Metacritic online. Uh, all right, well, you just continue. That's going to take me way too long to find this. The highest one is a 91 from Entertainment Weekly. It says, what season two lacks is sex montages it makes up for an emotional resonance. That's right, Kristen Baldwin from Entertainment Weekly. There you go. That's what we go. want. <laughs> that's that's what we wanted. This was good. 
goodness. Uh. Goodness. Gotta learn. Gotta learn from romance novels. Well, just <sighs> just even more so from the traditional the traditional period novels and you know, Jane Austen and everything, like this is even more dramatic than that, but it still has that slow burn that we're looking for. It's got that pride and prejudice kind of feeling to it, which there's a reason why that story is so fucking good. It's because yeah. it's a slow burn. Yeah. <laughs> Enem- enemies to lovers, slow burn. It's all yeah. good. It's all it, good. It, it's like a, it's, it's a classic for a reason, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was one <sighs> of the first, one of the first best. So. Yep. It was the, love it was it. the one to start, to start it all. Start all the jokes. <laughs> um, Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, I mean, we can we can literally gush about Bridgerton. Oh, for, for and we're gonna longer, now we can send each uh, other memes because we've talked about yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, and of course, the second I watch Bridgerton, nothing comes up anymore. Now it's just like really. Now it I knows. want to see this stuff. You need to give it to me now. Except for like the this bitch walks so Peppa could run. <laughs> <laughs> Except for that stuff. So but. Peppa could run. Could run. <laughs> so good. Okay. All right. I'm going to close out now. Um, that was Bridgerton season two. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We're also on Amazon Music and Spotify. And uh, if you'd like to email us, let us know your thoughts on Bridgerton. Or if you just want to freak out with us, please email us allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. We also have various social media, so please check that out. We have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. Just search All By The Popcorn. Um, or if it's Twitter, it's at By The Popcorn. And look for our cute little logo. And uh, we do also have some merch, so please check that out. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.